50. 20 minutes late. Welcome to everybody out there in the world today. We are 20 minutes late. Thank you for tuning in. And I've already got uh, Leon, our guest today, Leon Weber, the coach at Foot Gen Football Academy, already online. So we do apologise, but I'm sorry. I had to watch the Spurs game first. So me and my bright ideas putting up two o'clock was just not the one. But Leon and I know what's going on here. <laughs> Um, we've had to change our, our format from yesterday, but we are here today. So, Leon, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Yourself? Okay. I'm not too bad. As you can see, I'm like, <gasps> you know, a lot of palpitations today. But the main thing is I'm hoping that everyone can see us. I'm literally just putting ourselves on live just to, uh, I've got the chat room up as well. Oh, we've got people in the chat room already. Fantastic. Hi, guys. How are you all doing? Uh, but here we are, standing in my truth. Now, we've never gone on a Sunday. We've always done a Saturday. So this is quite unprecedented. So we're going to try and keep it to the format that we, you know, we have on a Saturday. But the first and foremost, Leon thinks that he has one over me because we discussed football yesterday. So we're going to jump in first with all the results of yesterday and what we decided what it was going to be. Leon, you battered me. What did you predict? Oh my God! Did everything I predicted, I lost. Yeah, I knew. I had a feeling Man United would come through. Uh, is that right? It's like you actually thought that Man United was going to come through. I did. did. You really thought Man United was going to come through? I, I said it yesterday. They even went one better than what I said. I know, right? So you predicted them to be three-one, didn't you? I said two-one. It turned out three-one. Yeah, and I said it would, would go the other way round, where I thought Everton would beat you 2-1 or 3. Was it 2-1, I said, didn't I? Yeah. Damn, I owe you. I owe, It's a good thing we're in COVID because I owe you. <laughs> so that's one to... By the end of this, guys, he's going to mull me. And not only that, you better have your trivia ready because I'm actually going to throw a football quiz to you right halfway through the show. Mm -hmm. You can't yeah, throw that on me like that. <laughs> You didn't expect me to do that to you, did you? No, no. That's the beauty of Valerie. That's the beauty of me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, okay. So, Leon, thank you for joining me today. So before we even get into the football, please introduce yourself to the world, who you are and what you do. So my name is Leon Weber and I am a coach at FootGen Academy based over in Chingford. Okay. No, 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 there's no, no, you don't go, that's just me. <laughs> so I'm Valerie and this is just me. I'm only kidding, I'm going to bring you back. Leon, um, you know, when I asked you to come on the show, you were like, oh my God, what am I letting myself in for? How could I do this? Oh my God, I can't do this. But I really am glad because we had such a very good talk. And so I want to now share and humanise you to the world what you've told me. So I'm going to start with, uh, you just said you're Leon, you're, you've got a, a club over, but it's, it wasn't called Foot Gen in the beginning. How did you, let me go to, where did you come from originally? So I grew up in Tottenham. Yeah. From, uh, as I was saying, um, I had a nice family upbringing, to be fair. My, uh -huh. grandparents, my grandparents done very well. So it wasn't the, the normal story that you get growing up in Tottenham young black boy we actually had a nice big house I was um yeah 
not on the streets, had good family support around us. And uh, yeah, that's been me, Philip Lane, N15. Was that, were they the sort of parents that took you to football on a, on a Saturday morning or a Sunday, like what the parents are like now? No, I do remember my mum taking me to a Tottenham match when I was very young, when I had no choice in who I was going to um, <laughs> go and watch. How dare but, you? What do you mean you had no choice? Yeah, no, but other than that, no, I was, um, I found my first football team myself when I got into my teens. Right. And, and yeah. That was a team called Phoenix Youth at the time, and then uh, they changed their name to Lowell. They were based over in Leytonstone. Oh, really? So wait a minute. It sounds like even though you were in Tottenham, you, everything was based over in East, really? Yeah, because it was my school friends that told me they saw me playing football, and they was all they all played for teams, and they said, "Why don't you play for a team?" And I just yeah, it wasn't something that crossed my mind. Yeah. So yeah, we then they told me that. Oh my team, hello, thank you. Sorry, some people are waving at me. I'm saying hi. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. They told me the team that they played for, and yeah, I had to make my way down there. Okay, so here we are. Started from an early age, playing football. Um, what was your so your first team was over in over at Low Hall in Leytonstone, and as you progressed. Were you scouted? Did you, you know, what, what was that your first profession that you wanted to do? Did you have this burning desire that I want to be a footballer? No, actually, I just played I just played for fun, to be fair. I just played for fun. But um, there was a story where there was one particular time where my coach said to me, make sure you come and turn up, have a good game on the weekend, get plenty of sleep. And I was asking him why. He said, I don't want to tell you why, but just make sure you have a good game this weekend. And I was on his case, on his case, on his case. And in the end, he told me that uh, West Ham were coming to have a look about me. Look at me. They heard about me and they were coming over. Right. And, yeah. Worst thing he could have done is told me. Why? What happened? I just turned into Cristiano Ronaldo in my mind and um, <laughs> started doing all sorts of crazy stuff on the football pitch. <laughs> Mostly played the worst I've ever played. And there was no 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 follow up call. <laughs> there was no follow up call. That was Basically, you showboated. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to impress. In my head, that was me trying to impress. How old were you at the time? I think I was around a seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Around around those ages, there. That's when I started. My football started to. To elevate, right? Apart from West Ham, was there numerous coaches, or did they ever tell you apart from West Ham that you know you were being noticed and this is what's going on? No, to be fair, that was the only thing that I heard at that time, you know. But um, yeah, it was just about fun for me. There was no point really that I ever wanted to be a professional footballer. Right, right. Mm. Apart from when I heard, sorry. Apart from when you heard that West Ham was coming, when I heard that, I thought, okay, yeah, let's go for it, and I and I and I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> and you decided that you were Christian Ronaldo. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Well, yeah. we'll come back to that part in a moment. Give me yeah. a bit about apart. You said you grew up in Tottenham, and even though you were taken to football, was it your mum or your dad that took you to football over in Little? No, I had to make my own way. Let's get on the bus. 
I really so they they weren't like the parents that we have nowadays where they automatically get up at you know stupid o'clock in the morning take their kids to the the football and scream at the edge of the pitches because they think that they're the coach and they know better no they weren't that they weren't that there was um my mum used to come to my games though to be fair but for my training and stuff I used to make my own way to my training funny enough actually one story when I was about nine I had a uh, trials over at Spurs, which I forgot to mention, and around that time, is that uh, why you hate Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually start off supporting Spurs, so that's a confession. But then, what happened? What happened? Um, Ryan Giggs. What about Ryan, when he came on the scene and he was flicking the ball over people's heads and stuff? I was just like. I support that team. I was still in primary school, so I was young enough to change. I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgive you. You were impressed by a ball that flicked over your head and decided <laughs> that that's it. I'm going to support Man United. You traitor. Traitor. You live in Tottenham. I you know, know but it was funny because there was one session when I was trialling at Spurs, uh, Gaza, he was there at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, he was there and he actually watched some of our sessions and there was a drill that we had to do and he kept saying, go on Barnes, go on Barnes. And then my mum was like, actually, his name is Leon Weber." <laughs> <laughs> and Gazza was, he went, ooh, we've got one here. <laughs> yeah. So your mum piped up and pretty my much mom your yeah. mum piped up. So basically your mum was one of the parents that was on the touchline that thought she know best, do not disrespect my <laughs> Basically, boy, you see what these mothers put us in. <laughs> That's a hilarious story. So you got to speak. Did you get to speak to him and interact with him, or was he just there as a watch person? He was just there watching. He was just there watching the young kids train and that. Yeah, okay. didn't really get to speak to him. He's too young, too well, of shy. Course. You didn't tell me that story. No, you know it just came into my head just now. To be fair, there's so much more little strings to your bow. But okay, we're going to move on so that people can get just a bit more insight into you. So here you are. You're now you've decided that you're Christian Ronaldo, not, and you've decided that okay, it looks like I'm not going to become a professional footballer. What did you do then? So, I was working. I was working. My mum told me to get a trade, make sure I get a trade. If I want to do football, I can, but get a trade in the meantime. So then I studied in college and became qualified as an air conditioning engineer. Oh, right. Okay. What I've been working as. Yeah. And then... Um, so in, in between doing that, did you still uh, play? continue playing football? I was Did playing every play? weekend, yeah. I was playing Saturdays and Sundays, training a few times a week. Yeah, football was, I was still playing a lot. Okay. And so you went on, decided that I'm still going to play football, not looking to be a professional per se. No. So when, so when did the dream of actually being a football coach kick in then? So I would say that my cousin, your brother, Pabs, he planted the seed into my head and he told me that I should he said that I'll be very good at it and I should set up my own football team and coach all of our um the kids that we had around us but it was I don't believe it I don't believe it so it's something that he told me and just I guess I thought it went in one ear and out the other but really it didn't it stayed in there and it wasn't till later on you know of 
Paul passed away and, and, and other situations happen in life and you start thinking, I started asking myself, if if I didn't have to go to work, if I didn't have to pay bills, if I didn't have to do these things, what would I, what is it I would do? And what was it? It was coaching, coaching, coaching kids to play football. So you had an epiphany and you just said to yourself, okay, um, you know, my brother being an influence too, which is God rest his soul, he was such a big influence on a lot of people. And it's only after he passed that I realised how many people's lives he had touched. I, I, you know, I knew that he was my hero. There's no two words about it. He just yeah. was my hero, even though he was younger than myself. But in everything that he did, his mannerisms, his thought process was just the most beautiful thing to experience. But I thought I was the only one that felt that. Yeah, and, I, and, and it was only after he died that the outpouring of people that traveled from all across the UK to, to, to you know, that not realizing that half of the, there's footballers to, um, uh musicians from the skeptors to the big nasty and i could call then all these guys names out to stormzy my brother was the one that actually got them to come in and work together and get on the radio station so i'm sorry if i'm bigging up my brother on on you know on this day itself but i think a lot of people just didn't know that so it's lovely to hear that my brother was an influence to you and that made you decide to be a coach did he, so, and with that said, did you go into um, take any coaching lessons from other people? Who did you watch? Who inspired you? So I went to do my level one and then my level two. Awesome. Yeah, so I done my FA level one, level two. Then I went on to do um, uh, scouting courses as well. So I then got taken on by QPR as a as a scout for their development centres and coach at their development centres as well. Oh wow! Well, yeah. So was scouting for uh, the youngsters. What age group? Youngsters, youngsters. So from nine to fourteen, fifteen, around those ages there. Cool. Yeah, so it's been good. It's been good. It's been interesting. It, I mean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be dig deeper. So is there anyone that you scouted that is doing well today that we may have heard about, or you know, even if we haven't heard of them, how well are they doing? There's all. Oh, my backdrop decided to have a, a malfunction on me. Sorry, folks. <laughs> How embarrassing is that? So sorry. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So I've only been doing it since 2015 now. So okay. the players that I have got into the system are still young. But you'll okay. hear about them one day. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They keep, yeah. their, keep their heads down. Keep doing what they're doing now, working hard. We should have some success stories in a few years. But, yeah, they're all still uh, 15s, 16s. Uh, I think that's excellent. All right. So here you are. You've done all the coaches. Mm -hmm. So when did you started this football club now, the little football team? How many did you have first? Because you wasn't called Foot Gen right at the beginning. What You know, you just actually started with what? How many children? So it was two. It was my son right. and my little cousin, Tino. Okay. And then we brought over little Noah, who is my son's friend. He's right. now at Susanage, so he's doing well, little Noah. And it was actually Noah's dad 
he actually designed my logo, Michael. Um, he designed my logo and he helped me with the name. So I was thinking we want to do training. It's for the future generation. I was like, let's call it future generation. And he was like, well, how about you just split it? How about you call it foot gen? And at first, yeah, I, I was just, I was, I was just laughing at Yeah, I was just laughing at him. I was thinking that he's a madman, isn't it? And then the more that we were saying it, I was like, actually, okay. Then I started asking other people. And in fact, I actually registered at Foot Gen. And then after a few months, I changed it to Future Generation. Yeah. And, and then my accountant was like, why? Everyone in the office said that they preferred Foot Gen. So then I had to re-register it again. See, I like it because it does sound quite futuristic. Yeah. It's got this yeah. edge of futuristic to it. So I like it. But that's why I was going to ask you why the name Footjet. But you've definitely you've explained it already, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. So now you've decided to have Footjet. You've got what four or five players on, you know, playing with you. But you it's expanded since then. That's five, you know, so five years ago, you've had this idea. I'm gonna be a coach, and this is my, you know, this is now your journey five years ago. Started mm -hmm. with three. How many do you have now? And how many teams have you got? So we've got two teams. We've got uh, 20 players in each team. So that's four. Wow, that's a lot. And then we've got the elite training sessions as well. So the elite training sessions is for people that could play for other teams. So we've got members that are, because obviously some of our members have been signed now, but they still want to continue to train to get the extra training sessions training. that their club's not offering. So we've got a training session that is open to people, regardless of what team they play for, even if it's grassroots teams, different academy teams. And, yeah, we've got about 15 members in that one there as well. So, yeah, it's, it's done good. It's doing good. I like that. So in, so with the team, you've got 20 people, you know, 20 players, and that's like um, under 13s, under 16s. We've got under 15s team at the moment. And we've got an under-14s team at the moment. Okay. Well, how many trophies have you all won? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> quite yeah. a few. I'm not even going to go there because I remember playing, remember what I was saying to you, that uh, Drayton played, uh -huh. I never forget when I came and I was in a tournament and your team was against our team. And, oh, my God. So the under, it was, I think it was under-13s. And you had the second, we had two teams like yourself. And we mullered you guys in the first, the small, the not under nines, under 13s. But then you lot took us off the part on the under 15s. I was not impressed. But then my drain did good, so it's okay. <laughs> no, okay. We, we, at least we came home with a bit of a trophy, so that was all right. But yeah. I've seen your guys play. I've seen, um, it's a shame because what I wanted, you know, we had a different system set up, which had all the wonderful pictures of all your teams and the videos but what i'm going to do is that when this show is finished i will put a show reel together like i've done with all my other shows and i'm yeah. going to put a show reel that will kick at the back end of this and show everybody what foot gen is all about what you guys have achieved and where you are now you also told me when i you know doing some research that um you've you know you played over at spurs obviously but that's not with you but your team did as well Yes, one of my um, friends, Michael, he saw what we was doing with our with our little team that we was putting together. That was and in the early days, right? That was in the early days. So I think we may have been under nines, under tens at the time. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so we went over there and what they normally do, when you go to like category one teams like Spurs and Arsenal, when a grassroots team come in, if you're under if you're under tens, they will put out their under nines because they've got the better players, so to yeah. speak. Um, yeah, yeah. But they done that with us and um yeah, it didn't go according to plan for how they thought it may. And yeah, we done we done we done well against them. And you then actually, to... you actually beat my team, under nines or under elevens team. You went over there and shamed us. It's bad enough that we had to keep it together on a normal <laughs> way. You actually went over there and shamed us as well. Yeah, it, don't yeah, tell yeah. Brother, don't tell that story ever again. <laughs> Even though it's gone live, don't tell that story again. <laughs> Make up some any other team but Spurs. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the boys they've done well. That's a good thing. That's how good you guys are doing. That's how they good. Done well, you was mentioned. Go on. Sorry. I was gonna say it resulted in a couple of boys um, getting an opportunity to have a trial there. Yeah. Did anyone get signed? Not for Spurs. No, they didn't. They didn't take them that uh, on mm -hmm. that occasion. No. So, with your foot, Jen, you have a lot of scouts that probably attend your your training sessions, don't they? How many yeah. on average would you say yeah. on average on a weekly basis? How many scouts would you say would just randomly turn up? They don't always let you know, right? They don't let you know, but um, I do have a few people within my network now that will, on occasions, phone up and say, "What's going on?" You'll see a couple of them pop up at training. Right. So, yeah, we are we are noticed. We are definitely obviously this COVID situation right now has slowed to, yeah. Yeah, that's slowed that area down because clubs are not openly really inviting too much people into their facilities to, to do showcase games. Mm. But yeah, that's that's another part of what we do, just offering showcase games, offering the kids an opportunity to just go out there and play and 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 be looked at and get seen. You spoke about COVID and with COVID kicking in, how has that affected your club? Um, well, we're on a break now because we can't play again. Right, right. Four weeks. Um, it's not been too bad, to be fair, apart from the breaks when, when you're not allowed, but the training yeah. and everything's been pretty normal. Everything's been pretty relaxed. The matches that we've played, have been full contact matches. Right. You know, so the, the guys have been getting good competitive matches still. It's only when they do the lockdown, then obviously everything's stopped. And you've had to put, what sort of things did you have to put in place for training? So I just wanted to, you know, I want people to get an, a good idea. People who are actually into football itself. What sort of things have you put into place? Yeah, so the facilities have got a one, one, one in, one out, one route in, one route out hand sanitizers for if you want to use it, masks for when you're inside the facilities. Parents can't really watch anymore. That's oh, really? Yeah, they're trying to... You still get the odd ones out in the car park looking <laughs> over. But, yeah. You can't hold down the parents. Giving their expertise, saying, Oi, referee, don't, no, 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 that's a penalty. Yeah. 
I could just imagine them. Talking about that, when you when we weren't in COVID and the kids, what was the parents like? What was it like on the time? You know, you put your team out. What are the parents like? Interesting. Interesting. Oh, what do you mean interesting? Now, what does that mean? The way that we've come through, where we started off as training and then a lot of our players got signed straight away. So from early... Right. Jen and our coaches have been in the academy system. Now, in the academy system, you stand there, you don't coach, you don't say nothing, you can't say nothing, you know, like you okay. leave it to the coaches. Now we've now got teams in the grassroots team. It's just like you try to bring that same thing overwards, but yeah, it, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you've got the, yeah, you've, you've got, got the parents who are just got 11 coaches on the side. 11. 11 coaches on the side just giving everyone instructions and it's a bit much. It's a bit much. So have you ever had to have any um, any arguments like with the parents and stuff like that? Like really and truly, can you just shut up? No, not arguments, but you do just let them know, you know, just what we're trying to do and just let them understand that the information that we may be giving them as a coach could be different from what you're giving them as a parent. So all that then you then get as a confused child. So what I try to do is explain to the parents what we're working on this week, what we're working on next week, so that they have an understanding, they don't feel shut out. Because I think sometimes parents just feel like the driver, you know, right. they're just driving right. their then they've got no input. So I try to be open with parents and let them know, this is what I, the areas that I think your boy is going to be working on or needs to work on. I'm going to put him in this area of the pitch because that's another thing. You might put somebody left back and their parents think that they're a striker. A striker, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but I would say I'm putting him in this area of the pitch because I want him to work on X, Y and Z. Right, right. If I think he's worked on that, we'll then move him back. I don't think he's a left back. But I just want to work on certain things. I think once you're, you give information, then yeah. people relax a bit and and they're on board. Right, that's a good thing because you know I've seen where parents have been so overbearing, and so when they're not happy with that coach, they then take the poor child who's actually form a bond with his team, taking him away and taking them to another team, thinking that they think that he's going to be a bad boy baller, and you know they want that coach. My, listen, my backdrop don't like me today. Oh my, God. Oh, my God. oh my God, this is so embarrassing. My backdrop is at, oh, you know what it is? I think it's my chair that's doing it. My chair is, is yeah, my chair is actually telling my backdrop, tear, tearing my backdrop down. Um, so I'm going to move myself a little bit forward here and stop rocking my backside, my big behind. Sorry, everybody. Hey, oh, Letitia, yeah, communication is key. That's right, Tash. That's what we were just talking about, communicating to the parents. I do apologise, guys, that my backdrop keep, you know, it's normally it doesn't. As I said, we had to change a lot of things today, but, hey, such is life. Right, coming away from that then. So here you are, you've got an amazing team of guys, you know what I mean? No, it ain't funny. I can't believe it. I can't believe it felt... Yo, you people don't even understand. They're laughing at me, Leon. No, Jesus, stop. 
<laughs> it's there. I put, I've clipped it back to the board now. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fired. Psh, that's gone. But anyway, so <laughs> coming back out of the parents, you know, you've got the kids here and everything else. Where do you see the future of foot gen? Now, because of COVID, it's just all over the place. Do you know what I'm saying? So if somebody said in this climate, we've got lockdown, the kids can't do anything. You're not even training. Are you still training on a regular basis? You're not allowed to. Well, this is what I'm saying. So you've got four, five weeks out of idle children. So what are you doing to keep the children alive? Not alive, but keep their training up. So we're going to start making okay. some videos. Okay. So start so making that again. some videos. We're going to start right. making some videos for them to um, follow and do some Instagram lives, some little workouts and things like that that they could do in their garden or in their bedroom without Fantastic. mashing up the money. Fantastic. Because that's what they did in the first the first lockdown. That's what most sports um, clubs did, didn't they? So you're now going to follow that in the second part of lockdown. Did you do that in the first time? I didn't, but I saw some good clubs. Um, Essex Road Giants, they're based over in Camden. Right. So they've got a good coach over there, Louis. And I saw that him and his coaches were doing it. And I was watching and it was, I think it was good. It was good what they were doing. So now you're going to apply that to your team as well. Nick, Nick Louis' idea. All right. <laughs> but there was something else you were also telling me. We're going to go back to the parents' bit. You were saying that one way to stop the parents having a go and putting pressure on their kids when they've come away from the football is you're designing an app. Is that correct? Yeah. So we've got an app. So basically what I've witnessed and like I used to do it myself is the car journey home. You have all the feedback, all the analysis of what they should have done, what they could have done, what they never did, what they, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we've got an app for different areas of the pitch, be it goalkeeper, defender, striker, midfielder. It's just basically a, a tap button. Shots on target, yes. Off target, no. Uh, pass completion, tackles won, goals scored. Just a list of stuff that you could then just show. Just hand it. Don't need to say nothing. Your son says, oh, what did I do today? Here's your stats. Conversations not needed unless they want to then ask the question or whatnot, but you're not giving them your opinion, if you like, or telling them what they should have done. It's just simple there. And then they could send that app, the, the, their results, and put it in the WhatsApp group, and they could compare with their I friends. I really do like that. And no one, no, you cannot people out there you cannot be nicking his idea he's, he's he's trademarked this idea and what you should do is say thank you to him from stopping the parents from aggravating the children so when do you think this will be put into practice it's going to be ready for the for when we come back it's halfway, halfway done now so we've got what three weeks yes it should be going in the next couple of weeks now yeah Fabulous. Let us know when you've done that, because that'd be really, really good to highlight that. We'd like to see how that come across. That's that's a great. That's right, Natasha. Natasha says it's a great innovative idea. I think it's a great in, in, um, innovation. I think that's brilliant. When that does and it starts to work, please at least, you know, come back for a 15 minute session, um, test it out, sh send me a video. And I'd like to put that out there because I just think it's a really cool idea very yeah, cool there's another thing you were telling me also that you don't just get the kids come in to just 
play football. What else do you offer the children that come to Foot Gen? So at the moment, that's what they're doing. They're coming in to play football. But what I try and do is try, like I've had some parents bring kids to me that you can see they're not at the same level of the group that we're training with. And right. sometimes it doesn't actually seem like that child is actually interested in football. Maybe right. the parent's interested in football, but it don't seem like the child is. So just having conversations with the children, listening to what they do, what they talk about the most. I had one child in particular that comes to mind that I could just see he was like, he really loved computers. So I went away and found a junior uh, computer coding course. And I sent it over to his mum. Right. And asked him if, asked her if this is something that he may be interested in. And she was like, said, yeah. And he's actually left my session now and doing the computer coding, which is good. And it's something with future plans of foot gen, that's the right. sort of route that it is that I want to go down. So now you want to, uh, so five years in, the next step for foot gen is rather than have the children that's coming in and, because like Drayton, Drayton decided that, he got to 16, uh, 16, and then decided after taking him out in the wind, rain, spending how much on boots, um, uh, you know, football cut, the, the kit, you know how it works, Leon, and then decided he didn't want to play anymore. I mean, what's that all about, you know? But he, and his excuse was, I didn't like the cold. Wow, yeah. You know, so you know, what do you tell a child that? And so you can't force him to do something that he doesn't want to do. So what you're so what you're saying is you're trying to implement a system that even if the guys come in, you know, from whatever age it is, there's different courses that they can register on that if football is not their first priority, there's something else that you can put them forward to. Is that correct? That's correct, because what I'm seeing is there's a lot of boys that are in football and there's some other stuff like school, for example, they might not be overly interested in. Right, right. So what I, what my goal is for FootGen is to, I would like to have a premises where we've got the football pitch, where we're doing football coaching, but also right. have access to a classroom. And then within that, we put together... Um, programs so they could learn stuff that you may not learn in school so maybe learn how to design a website maybe learn how to trade you know just different skills that you may not get in mainstream school right that they could then do things for themselves like, yeah like a nice different skill set isn't it really yeah. and truly yeah okay with that said i also wanted to ask you the question is did do you, apart from COVID, COVID has shown a lot of people's where meant a lot of people's well-being is at the moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you are you guys are mindful within you within the football academy? Because it's become quite rife now that you know we lost another boy just the other day who got let go by Man City and he committed suicide. You know, do you recognize signs like that? I've not seen Nothing. I do talk to the parents to find out how their kids have been getting on. Right. Um, I've not seen anything to say that it's affecting the kids that I'm working with in that way. I think a lot of them are happy to be on their fortnight at the moment. Right. So 
<laughs> just about, about getting them off of that, really. Yeah. So, tough wood, I've, I've not got nobody in my group that it is affecting it that way. If there was, though, we do have... If there was, do you if have... There was, right, okay. I've got people within my network that do a lot of work with the community and do a lot of work with regards to men mentoring. Right. I've got my cousin, he was running the projects over at Spurs Community. He's now doing his own, gone independent, doing Through Life, Richard Ellicott. Uh, what's it called? Through, through Life. And where's, where's he based? Give they're based in Tottenham. Right. They're based in Tottenham. Right. And they're running an amazing project. With, they've got a great team around them and they offer support to the local community, the kids. Excellent. So, so you've attached that to FootGen as well. So you've got an outlet that if there's any form of, um, for their well-being, yes. no matter what age it is, there's someone there as, as a support. I love that. Yeah. I, you, you've just got so much good things going on down there. All right. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you really have, which is one of the reasons why I felt it was imperative that I speak to you to let people know that this is, you know, what grassroots clubs are doing. And you're doing this without any major funding. Does that make sense? It's not like you've got a whole bag of money thrown at you. Who's yeah. been sponsoring you guys? So we've got a few sponsors. We've got, um, I've got them here. We've got FF Ventures Construction. So they've just sponsored our under, under 15s team. We've got Views TV Officials. They're, they're another YouTube channel doing great stuff. My, uh, my friend Semps over there doing some good things. And... A company that I'm connected with, Lux Cooling Direct Air Conditioning Company, right. who's also sponsored. So, yeah, without without sponsors, it's it's, it's nothing. nothing it's nothing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, nothing so, possible. What's, view? Is it Viewer TV? You say? Views. Views. So views TV. What do they put? What do they put out? What do they do? So they talk about sports. It's it's about um, fans having their Opinion. their their opinions on their yes. team so you get yes. everyone that's older i'm gonna check them out <laughs> yeah they're doing good stuff, they're doing good stuff i like that which brings me to you've had other influential ex-footballers um uh, from different strategic coaches have have one-to-one -one, because you do your own sort of like instagram live you've had um was it gabriel you've had who is now the manager at spalding fc Yes. Who else have you had? Kevin Lisby? Kevin Lisby, he coaches with us as well. and he Tell got who Kevin Lisby is. Kevin Lisby, ex-professional yeah, footballer, ex footballer, played for Charlton, That's played for right. a few teams, but mainly yeah. Charlton, Leighton Orient, famous yeah. for his hat-trick that he scored against Liverpool. <laughs> Don't let the Liverpool fans hear you say that. <laughs> So yeah, he he works with us, and he's got his own finishing workshop, working with um, players that want to improve their goal scoring ratio. So he's doing good stuff. He's putting back with the community as well. It's so he does he come down to foot Jen and he's given um, talks. Um, yes. Watch the team train and give them advice. Yeah, and he takes matches as well. So when we're playing our matches, oh, wow. he's on the sideline as well. So Fantastic. when you've got a, when you've got an ex professional, you just step back and. And you just got to learn, you know. I think, I think that's valuable as a child to have somebody that's been where you want to get to. I love that. That information that you get. Yes. Hopefully, it's so. It, his finishing it, workshop. What does that entail when you say a finishing workshop? Explain. Like what a, does that mean? 
So Kevin being a striker, he's passing on the, the knowledge that he gained over the years of how to become a prolific goal scorer. Okay. So when we finishing, we mean scoring goals, putting the ball in the back of the net. That's what he's teaching the boys. So yeah, it's all good. And he's, he's also got... telling me that even though he's doing that finishing, he's running other little networks um classes within that finishing. So it's similar to yourself. He's just elevated it a little bit more. What are the other things that he's doing? He's working, he's working with the community, he's working with the kids in the area. He's yeah, he's doing he's doing quite a bit. So people, see, people wouldn't know that, you know, that Kevin Lisby, I mean, only probably his close circle and the people that he's brought in. But it's good to hear that an ex-footballer is putting, there's a lot of them out there that are putting things back. There's a lot of them doing good stuff for the community right now. There's a lot. Um, another person that we had, Lloyd Doyley. Lloyd, Lloyd is, he, I went to school with Lloyd. So he's okay. one, of, one of the professionals that I've come across that I actually saw their journey from year seven through to over 400 appearances for Watford. So, Oh, wow. So he's somebody that I use as an example to all my um, players because I've actually seen his journey. I think I don't, there's something I want to ask you. People don't know this, but you did white collar boxing. Yes. You didn't expect me to ask you that, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. All right. Now step into my parlour, baby. <laughs> Tell people about this. Why did you take up white collar boxing? Because Leon, you know I was frightened. You was frightened? What do you think I was like? <laughs> <laughs> Why you know did you do it? it was... Sorry? Why did you do it? It was all around the same thing. It was at the start of everything that I'm doing now. So I was listening at the same time where I was asking myself, what would I do if I didn't have to provide and stuff like that? What would I do? Right. Yeah, it was all around the same time. I was listening to different seminars and stuff. And one of the things that successful people, what it kept popping up with is that you need to put yourself in situations where you're scared. So... I was thinking, what can I do? Because I ain't jumping out of no plane. I ain't bungee jumping. Like, forget all of that. So what can I do? And I was training in the gym at the time. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a fight. And my, my, my coaches had been trying to get me to fight for a long time. And I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every time it came to do the medical, I just wouldn't come back to the gym. <laughs> You you basically you ducked out, right? Every time, every time. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't on it. Like I've never really got into fights and things like that. So it wasn't it wasn't yeah. But (laughs) yeah, that's that's why I signed up for that. Okay, so you signed up and what? So you signed up now, you passed the barrier where you said, right, okay, I've done this now. What next? What happened next? Through going through that whole process, like I said, through going through the training, you go through so much moments where you've done something that you told yourself that you couldn't do, whether it's completing a certain distance on the treadmill or whatever it is your coach has asked you to do. There was always it started off with, I can't do this, and then you do it. So there were so much little lessons within the whole process, even before the fight itself where you just learn actually you can do it 
did you tell yourself a lot i can't i can't do this and you were like waking up in cold sweat you were making every excuse under the sun it was like any excuse that you could make just so that you didn't want to get in that ring did you do that there was one time i was training with my coach and he'd done a killer of a session it was a killer of a session and he um to the point I was lying down on the floor on my back. I thought we were finished. I was finished. And I saw him ramp up the treadmill, like full speed. He just pressing the button. So I thought he was going to have a workout because I'm just lying down on the floor watching him press the buttons on this treadmill. And then he said to me, All right, there you go, Leon. Jump on that two minutes. Oh, my days. Yeah. So I'm just like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean two minutes? He goes, you've got to do that two minutes nonstop. So that moment there, I was just like, yeah, right, whatever. That's what I was thinking in my head. So I was thinking, yeah, okay, right. he, he must just want me to do this for like 30 seconds. He just wants to see how much I could do. I know he doesn't expect me to do the whole two minutes. Yeah. So I had to have my feet on the side and then I had to just jump on and just start, just start going. I just there and I'm just like, okay, let me just try and get to 30 seconds. He's going to see that's enough and then we're going to stop. Got to the 30 seconds, and I don't know if he knew I was going to press the button or what, but he was just like, he started his motivational talking, like, you can't give up, you can't quit, yeah, don't be it, this, this and that, just keep going. So I was like, all right, let me see if I could get to one minute. I got to the one minute, he started talking again, and it wasn't until I got to one minute 30, and then I realised there was only 30 seconds left, that it actually then became easy. So you pushed yourself to that level. So, you know, because that's a lot of training, you know, that's a lot. Did you have to have a different coach altogether? To, apart from your football coach, was it a proper boxing coach that you had? That was a boxing, that was that a boxing. Was a proper boxing coach. Anyone that we know? Anyone that's trained anybody that we know? Um, Danny Fielder. I don't know if anyone, that some people may know of him. Don't worry. I'll look up Danny Fielder and yeah. tell him that thank you for training, Leon, because you went on. Did you go on to win your fight? I did. I did, yes. How many yeah. of them did you have? Did you have to go like prize fighter where you had to go through a certain amount of elimination? No, it was just it was just two fights. I just had um, one and then one a year later and that's been Oh it. my god. So there was what like it was a year between before you had well mind you, that's what most boxers do. Um but you raised a lot of money. You did this all for charity, isn't that correct? Yeah. What was the charity for? Which charity was it for? It was the um promoter, he had his own charity. It wasn't a charity of my choice. It was the whole event was for their charity. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. And I, I remember seeing it. I looked it up and I thought, wow, I am so proud of you because it, you've just, you did something that was completely out of your comfort zone, completely mm. out of something that you would never, ever do. So, you know what? My utmost respect. I looked at it, proud of you. So I'm going to tell you to your face, proud of you. Boxing. Would you do it again? Maybe, yeah. I okay. think I would. I would, yeah. So for the same, same for the same reason as before. Cause I feel like sometimes you need to kick 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 start that you just end up falling back into the system where you're just coasting. Right, right. So you, you went into that it's a comfort zone, isn't it? And so yeah. deciding to yourself that I'm not gonna sit in a comfort zone. I, I know where you're going from because I know the same I, I feel the same way when I started the whole, you know, shenanigans with this. It was easy for me to turn around and give up you know but now i don't i've got the bit between my teeth and so mm -hmm. i'm taking all the the um the good bits and the bad bits together and that will elevate 
this to go further. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Anyway, not about me today. Right, we're going to come back to you. We'll come back right, right. You, you, oh, you should do it to raise money for yourself. That, that's what a comment from someone in there. That's from Natasha. She's saying you should actually put on your own white collar show and do it for yourself. I don't know how easy that would be. We'll come to look into, I guess. Yeah. Is that so? I'm good. I tell you what, Natasha's really, really good at actually pushing people I, I i've got her on the show to be honest i didn't want to say anything too much but natasha vigil is actually one of my guests on the 10th of november i've got that the right date haven't i 10th of november i've got too many dates and things going on 10th or the 11th of november i have got natasha on and there, this woman there is no there's no limit there is just no limit to what this girl can do um so i'm going to put you in touch with her because if that's okay. something that you do she runs um black uh, Wall Street, London, um, okay. and you know someone else has just said, you know Emma from um, Penthouse to to Sim. She said that's a great idea as well. So Natasha, I'm going to put you in touch with Leon because he really is that good, and I feel that the two of you could probably come together. And when we come out of COVID, yeah, I can see, I can feel it already. Trust me, I'm, I'm holding you there and I'm holding Natasha there. Did you know what I'm saying? I can feel some, something happening here, all right? So let's make this happen, let's make this happen. Right, so coming back to everything else here, I'm gonna, because I'm winding down to you because I want to talk about your your so-called predictions on the football because you think you know it all. You support Man United. We'll come back to that in a minute. Not everybody wants to hear about it, but anyway, anyway. Right, so we're coming up to five years. At Foot Gen, you've had Kevin Lisby. Who else have you had down? Because what days do you just randomly do Instagram lives or do you speak to someone and say, look, can you come on my show, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, no, I just speak to people. So the Instagram lives came through that lockdown, the first lockdown, to yeah. be fair. But yeah. it was just trying to get people to share their stories and give advice to the kids that were at home to yeah. just talk about the things that they've done. Yeah, so... I like that because I, I tapped into that because I didn't know that you were doing that. So again, within the middle of my, you know, my interviewing and, and research, there was so much that that you you you've just been doing. Let me. I'm going to skip back again, scoot back in just quickly. Ooh, did my light just go out? I you listen. The devil is out. <laughs> no, let me tell you how bad this week the devil is. Right. <laughs> Right, the devil is wicked, but you know what? The light is still there. It's okay, so no laughing in the group. The light just decided that um, the Holy Ghost power is moving just like a magnet. Let me just do a bit of Jesus singing here and just say, he's moving here, he's moving there, he's moving all over the atmosphere. But anyway, that was my Jesus part, right? Okay, <laughs> what was it like scouting at QPR? It was good, it was interesting to um be with other scouts and to go over the stuff that they're looking for in ident identifying different areas for different children at different ages, different positions. It was good to learn. We had uh, Chris Ramsey was the one that was teaching us, if you like. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. The, so issue, the issue that I had was obviously I'm in Chingford and around Tottenham and QPR is like west so, not for me personally but some of the kids that you may see something in 
you might have parents that don't drive. So them trying to get their kids to West London for a training session at five o'clock. Was difficult. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. So that was my only problem that I had with um, QPR. Do you still maintain contact with them? I speak to them every now and then. I do still yeah. speak to them. So if I've got a player that they um, may be interested in, right. I, I've got somebody that I can call and I can see when they are watching my Instagram stuff. So I, I can see that they're still watching what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So before I come to the end of that and we scoot into something else, is there anybody that you, you know, what, you know, I want to thank you for actually coming on to the show. You know, I'll do that. I'm going to say, ask that again in about the next 10, 15 minutes. But before we come out of this, I just want to say, is there anybody that's played an influential role rather apart from the sponsors that you actually want to say thank you to? Do you know what I'm saying? That I think this would be the perfect moment to do that. Who would you say? Um, obviously it's got to be Paul, perhaps first of all, for planting the seed in my mind. Um, all the parents, Without the parents' support, without them bringing the kids to football, it it wouldn't happen. So right. they're the ones standing out. Even though they can be a nuisance sometimes, <laughs> they're the ones that make it all happen. Yeah, it's all good, though. I've been there myself, so I get yeah. it. So have um, I. Yeah, so you've got to thank the parents, the support of the parents and, and the kids. Yeah. Else? everyone it takes a community for these things to work that's what i wanted to hear you say it takes a community for this to work for yeah. this to continue where do you see foot gen in 10 years time god sparing um, your life that is the god sparing your life <laughs> i'll um where do i see us with what i said uh facilities access to classrooms where we could have people coming in, running an education programme alongside sports, not just football. Um, I've got people that I want to work with that don't even know it yet, even my sister. You know, she's very into netball. So that would be another area that we would want to start up with. And just through sports, help help the uh, the next generation, the future because generation. Your son plays football and your daughter's a gymnast, isn't that correct? Yeah, so my son plays. He still plays. He he's had a he's had um, ups and downs in his football. He was at Leighton Orient, and he got signed to Wolverhampton, which they they paid a decent amount of money for him. We didn't get it, but they did, you know, pay a decent amount <laughs> of money for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and my daughter, yeah, she's been doing her gymnastics and her, and her cheerleading. She doesn't yeah. do the cheerleading much anymore. But yeah, we've just got to try and keep them active. Build, good, confidence, good. build confidence through sports. So okay, fine. All right. I'm gonna I'll come back to Leon's career right at the end of this. What Leon doesn't understand is I got a quiz for him about he decides that he's gonna support Man United. Oh because, because he saw flipping Ryan Giggs kick a ball over his head. He does that. But anyway, that's what Leon decided to do. Now, yesterday in our conversation, Leon and I uh, gave our predictions about um, the Premier League. Now, I know there's some people that don't probably even watch football, but they might be tuned in watching this. Um, so I'm hoping that you can bear with us as we talk about some of the football results that went against me. Because I act like I think I know everything, and I do. I'm lying, I joke, I joke, I joke. I'm joking, anybody that says it. But we all like to give our prediction. Now, at the beginning of the season, 
and the season kicked in. Do you know? <laughs> Someone said boo. <laughs> your, your backdrop's gone again. Oh my god. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna give up on the backdrop. Let me just I'm going to give up on the backdrop. How about if I just do that? I'm gonna give up on the backdrop. I cannot be asked right now. Um, because I had to move everything around today. So look, white background, let's just do it. It's fine. So yesterday, you and I spoke about all, and no one loved, no no laughing out there, right? Don't even bother. <laughs> I can see that. I can see the people laughing already. Don't bother. You see, when you come next week, it's going to be all okay. This week was just a rubbish week, right? And the wall, see, the wall is still nice and clear. It's all good. Oh, back here, backdrop, backdrop, take it down. Yeah, I had to. Because this, this, it was just driving me nuts. Oh my days! Don't love it, Liam. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Listen, you've got to learn to laugh at yourself, you know. Anyway, so yesterday, Lee and I decided that these were the these were the games. So we had Chelsea, Sheffield United, and you said you had it at three 0 didn't you? I got three one down. Right, yeah, three one down, and they actually. Chelsea, Sheffield United, one four one. Tell me, did you see the game? Did you watch match of the day? I've not been able to watch it. You know, you I've know, not been able to watch it. Listen. I watched Man United. Yeah. Oh. I turn it off. Was, oh. Right. Okay. We're going to go back to match. So okay. So yesterday, yeah, <laughs> let's go, let me start again then. So yesterday, you decided that Man United was going to beat Everton two one. Was yeah. that right? Yeah. I said. Everton was going to beat you guys 2-1. And then you said you don't know what's happened with Bruno Fernandes. What do you now think? He's done his thing, isn't he? Mate, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought Leon just jinxed his team in a good way. That's just rubbish. Did you hear and, and you know um Carlos Carlo Ancelotti's um post-interview? What did you say? That. So he was basically saying because I couldn't believe how much space Everton had left. It's like he had honed a really good team right at the beginning. Everton was flying. The first probably four games, I think the whole of the Premier League, I think the whole of the league, any league anywhere, was really shocked. I guess you were as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Okay. And I think, which is what I was saying, I truly believe the reason why they were flying is because everybody else was shite. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was shy and they just didn't have their act together. Do you know what I'm saying to you? But now uh, that they've, got, they've got found out. They've got found out. You right? think so? I think so. Because you can't just, you know, you're winning the first four games and you're winning it in bad boy fashion. I truly believe that, you know, the, the goal that we gave away, which was a draw right at the beginning, that you know, when we started, they sat up there. They were giving Liverpool a run for their money. But here we are. Game what? Game seven, game eight, and they've lost three on the bounce. Yeah, I don't think they've been found out. I think they're going to come back again. Mm, they may come back again, but come on now. Against the well, top teams, they've got to do better than that. I don't think they're ever going to be like winning the league or anything like that. So I still think they're going to have a better season than they did last season. You truly believe that? Because Calvin Lewis, what's his name? Calvin, um, Richarlison's Ill, injured though, isn't he? For Everton, oh I, oh, I forgot you don't watch anybody else's team but Man United. <laughs> oh, what kind of football coach are you? 
Do you know what I mean? I know, I know, it's bad, isn't it? You know what I've actually been doing? I've been watching lower divisions teams. It still makes no difference. Everton is a lower division team. Sorry, Evertonians. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I'm just really being facetious. But anyway, all right. So we said, do you know what I mean? I obviously owe you because Man United ended up playing. What the hell was, why was Ole Gunnar complaining about? Because, all right, fair enough. You've had to play how many days in, you know, how many games in, in three days? Spurs yeah. played what five games in ten days and and won all of them. What's the what's the big deal? What's the, what are you complaining about? What was he saying? He was basically saying that they played the game on the Wednesday night and then they had to do a match day kickoff on the Saturday. But guess what? They played a match day kickoff on a Saturday. No fans in the state in stadium and won for what? What was the score? Four one or something? It was an early kickoff as well, wasn't it? Was it? An early kickoff, yeah. So what I don't understand is what what's the problem? Did you say Spurs? What was Spurs playing? Man, Spurs, Man United. Mm, I, I I don't know. I think they're saying that there's a whole thing about the subs as well, the substitutes, isn't it? What what about the subs though? They're, have they changed the rules on how much subs you're now allowed to, to use? It still makes no difference. You're a professional football team, right? You've got a whole bag of... Maguire seemed to have just turned up yesterday. I'm telling you something. It was either that Everton was shit, excuse me, on a Sunday, or Man United got a living roasting from probably Evra and they decided to turn up or they knew that they were playing for their lives. I just think that, I think that, like, the reason why I thought that they would win, obviously Everton being at home and Everton got an attack and Man United based on counter-attacking it's when teams sit back against us that we then don't have a plan B. Right. But playing against teams that are going to attack us, like when we played against, um, who was it, PSG. Obviously, PSG are going to attack you. Yeah. So we're all right on the counter. That's why I thought we would be Everton. Everton being at home, they're going to go for the win and leave gaps open. They so did. Yeah. They, did. they left well. a lot of gaps open. I think they, they took Manchester United for granted. They didn't expect Man United to, um, you know, itch actually come out of the traps. But I genuinely believe that the lucky goal that Arsenal, and no one shoots me for saying this, the lucky goal that Arsenal got, which was a penalty with a bomb bomb, which is what I call him, a bomb yang, right? Mm -hmm. You know, got that it would have been a it would have been a draw. So, but Man United is playing like a team that's got no, there's no gumption. And I'm not trying to knock your team because I'm waiting for you to come and have a go at me in a minute. Right. I can't, I can't even, I can't even, I would have been happy to just skip past this whole Man United talk. No, 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 you don't come on in and expect to bypass your team because it suits you. So, so I guess if you were number four or three in the Premier League, you'd be a happy bunny right now, right? Number four or three position, yeah. So wait, so you you're a person like well, I'm that kind of person, so I'm speaking for myself. When my team's playing shy, I'm literally I am wiping them with the floor and telling them that they're shy. Now, right now, I'm learning, I'm having to eat my words regarding with Spurs because the first two, three games I was on social media going, I was going crazy like a bell end. Right. Now I'm having to eat my words. So I'm gonna have to live up to that. Going crazy saying what? That they're shit. <laughs> Excuse my French. That they're has, 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 has something changed? Uh, uh, oh! oh, that was 
You know what? I'm just speaking. I've got a Tottenham supporter in my house right now. I don't know if this is something... He actually said that Harry Kane's better than Thierry Henry. Is this something that you guys think? Oh, no. I've never thought about that. That's a very good point. I, Oh, my God. I hope there's no gooner that's going to come and literally, literally go mental. Yeah. So I think Harry Kane's a lot better than Thierry Henry. No. Um... He says, as an all-round striker, he's better than Thierry Henry. That's that's interesting because I've I heard not... that literally about an hour ago, and I thought I need to. Speak Is that Ruth that said that? That was today. Just now, it's still sitting downstairs in my house now. Oh, <laughs> oh, the Reese said that. No, no, my 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 wife's dad. Oh right, he said. Oh well, you're right. Your wife's dad would know. Because I was going to say, if it was a young person that made that kind of statement, I could understand that. But is he an Arsenal or Tottenham supporter? What do you think? Is a, is a Tottenham supporter? Yeah. No, I, I'm going to sit on the fence on that one because as much as There's I... There's no fence to sit on. Sha, brother. As much as I don't like Arsenal... No, I'm going to go with her dad because he is an all-round better player. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is priceless. Trust me. I don't think there was anybody else in the world that agreed no. with that. Uh, Harry Kane. Uh, oh my God, no. Henri was bad. I'm not going to lie. He was a bad boy player, and it, it that one irks me because no one has ever ever asked me that question. Yeah, because I didn't even think anyone would even think to ask that question. Ask that question. Do you know what? I'm going to have to shake his hands. But anyway, let's let's move it along and we come to the end of the show. Right now, Leicester is winning 1-0 against Wolves. And I automatically think that, you know, that Wolves, Leicester's going to win anyway. I said to you yesterday, what did I say yesterday? 2-1 to Leicester? 2-0 to Leicester? I said 1-1. Right, well, it's 1-0 at the moment. And it's 66 minutes gone. Um, at the moment... Spurs won. So I'd like to think that we're probably... Are we top of the league yet? No, well, if Leicester win, they're top. Sorry? You're second with Leicester currently winning. Right, OK. So if Leicester loses, we go top? Yeah. Oh, please lose Leicester. <laughs> but then don't forget, you've got Man United. Man City's going to play Liverpool at 4.30. Yeah. So when you look at the table now, it looks like you know when you used to watch Premiership years and you got them crazy teams sitting at the top of the table. <laughs> That's what it looks like right now. No, no, yeah, yeah. I remember them days we used to have like Blackburn Rovers, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, or something. Newcastle. Newcastle, and then all of a sudden, the, the middle of the season, you find them at the bottom um, fighting for relegation. I can't imagine Southampton be fighting relegation. I definitely can't see Wolves shouldn't be fighting relegation, you know, this season. It, it, it's it's just unheard of. But I see that Leeds lost yesterday, which I'm really shocked about. And Crystal Palace absolutely pulverised them. Yeah, I had that at 1-1. Right? But they won 4-1. And I said yeah. that Leeds wouldn't concede goals like that again. So I got that one well wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really surprised. What do you think is happening down there? I don't know, to be honest with you. I heard that he's a very good coach. I know that a lot he's of coaches brilliant. look after brilliant. him, uh, look up look up to him. So I don't know. 
maybe they've been found out. They've got a system of playing. They've got a way of playing, haven't they? Yeah. I just find that they ship too many goals. That's all. I genuinely believe that they ship too many goals. All right. The last question I'm going to ask is, so we've looked at the table. We've got Arsenal. Ooh, Arsenal plays today. Arsenal I've got them down as a 3-0 win. Eh? 3-0 to Arsenal. You think Arsenal's going to be 3-0? I, I would love to see Arsenal lose to Aston Villa. 3-1 to the Villa. Can't really, I'm not a big fan of Aston Villa. Sorry to the Arsenal supporters. But um, no, I'm going to go with prof professionally. I think this could be a draw. I genuinely okay. believe that this could be a 2-2 draw. If I had it my way, I'd like to see 3-1. But you're saying it's 3-0 three, three to Arsenal. Now, oh. yesterday you were on a roll. But today's Sunday. This is a different <laughs> role altogether, right? It's a different role altogether. What was your prediction? Man City, Liverpool. What's your prediction? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yay. I'm, I'm inclined to go with you. For the first time, I'm going to agree on that draw with you. Um, but if I did agree on the draw with you, I feel that Man City could probably do Liverpool 2-1. Okay. And yeah. on that note, on that note, I'm not going to buzz you with the quiz because we talked football instead. I wanted to see your face go absolutely crazy when I go, I'm going to give you a quiz on... I just went on Google straight away when you said that. <laughs> you went on Google straight away? Yeah, straight away. I had Google tab ready. All right. I, t I tell you what, if you're up for it, here we go. No, I'm, we don't need to do it. Yeah, we can do it. Let me bring up my quizzes. <laughs> right, it's all about Man United, right? Oh, you're going to expose me now. Right, we, listen, it's only five quick fire quizzes before we oh. log and say bye to the bloody world, right? Here we go. Manchester United quizzes. Let me bring up my football facts. Here we go. Come on, load up. I had a whole little program ready for you. Ready. Which four foreign countries have hosted Man United versus Tottenham Hotspur matches? I bet you didn't know that one. No. Are you, you don't know? No. Really? Hold on. You don't oh. have the answer? Hold on. My page is... Oh. Wow. If there ever was a day that I want to throw my, my whole house out the window... Today is the day that, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do the quiz. It is, you know what I mean? This is the day. If you look at all my other shows, everything. It's Leon, it's you, you know. Uh, it must be. It is you. It is definitely you. And I asked the question and the whole thing just went zoop. Okay, here we go. Which four questions? Come on. Doesn't want me to answer the question. And the whole thing literally just froze. Okay, let's go with this one. Which club did Wayne Rooney score a hat-trick against on his on his um, Man United debut? Was that Champions League? Was that... Um... No. His debut for Man United. I don't know. Pass. Really? Go on, who was it? Wasn't it Everton? I don't no, know. It was asking me. No, joke. It was Fernabachi. So that's what I said, Champions League. Doesn't matter. What was the answer? Which club? It was going to be Fernabachi. You, you, <laughs> that's what I was going to go with. <laughs> yeah, right, Leon. You weren't going to no, go that's with that. Why I said, that's why I said, was it Champions League? Oh, right. Oh, so you actually knew. Oh, you, so you think you knew the I answer? I was going to go with Fernabachi. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Go ahead. Who is the oldest player to play for Man United? 
Here we go. Let me go. Which United player scored an extra time goal to win the 2016 FA Cup final? Do you have multiple choice? No. Do you have call a friend or something? No, this is not. <laughs> um, oh, my days. Don't do it. I Jump. give up. All right. Uh, to. Dread. Give me three players. Give me three players to choose from. Um, Greenwood, Lingard, Rashford. Lingard. Yeah, you're right. Wow, that was a guess, right? No, I knew that one. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Okay. Here we go. Next question. I'm going to throw the laptop outside the window. No one heard me say that, did they? That I'm going to throw the laptop outside the window. Okay, next next question that we've got here. Got you've got three more to go. Which which United player became the first ever to be sent off in an FA Cup final? Um, Cantona. No, no, Kevin Moran. Okay, that was before my time. I think. Don't no matter. You should know about your team. I think I know more about Man United than you do. We just study trophies. What? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> that is rubbish. Okay, here we go. Which, what? Who scored Bayern Munich's goal in the 1990 European Cup final, which was played with Man United? Who scored Bayern Munich's goal? Yeah. I don't know. Mario Basler. Do you remember him? No. Don't say that's before your time. That was only 1999. Was that when we won it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here we go. From which team did Manchester United purchase, purchase Fred in 2018? Where is he from? Was he from Dortmund or something? Are you asking me for? I'm asking you. Well, I don't give up. Shakhtar Donetsk. Okay. Right, one more before we're out of here. Good. I'm going to give you, I had, I had 10 dirty questions for you. There were dirty questions, you know, right? Here we go. Which team ended Manchester United's European Cup campaign at the semi-final stage in 1998? Do you want me to say that again? Which team ended Manchester United's European Cup campaign at the semi-final stage in 1998? Um, Barcelona. Are you sure about that? Yeah. You're absolutely sure about that? Well, and who was it? Borussia Dortmund. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more because I can't help myself. This one, you should get it. Oh, my days. Please tell me you can get this. Right. Last question coming up. Here we go. Because I've really, I've enjoyed our time here. Which Manchester United player won the English Football of the Year and PFA Player of the Year Awards in 2000. So they won Player of the Year and PFA Player of the Year. Who was it? You got multiple choice. Uh, no. Go on. Give me a guess. 2000. Was that when Beckham was about? Who was about? Give me a guess. Beckham. David Beckham. Who was about? No, it was Roy Keane. Okay. Why does your face look like really? <laughs> I'm not too surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it has been an absolute.
absolute pleasure. Thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thank you to everyone that was on from Insta to Restream to Twitch to um, Standing in My Truth page to my page. Thank you for the patience and my backdrop that just kept falling down, which, you know, I did. Do you know what I'm saying? Never going to happen again. Never. But Leon, it has been an absolute pleasure with all the gremlins. This is one weekend that I'd like to throw out the window, but to keep you right there. Thank you for coming on. Say bye to everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. And once again, Standing in My Truth Sports Edition, only it's a Sunday supplement. Take care, my darling. God bless. He's out of here. See you, baby. See ya. Thank you to everybody, those in the chat room who stuck with me. Look at this eye again. Still not getting any better. Looks like I'm going to have to, they, do you know what? They said to me, I might have to have an operation. So looks like Val's going to have to have this eye drained. Finally, ugh, I know you're probably having something to eat or sorry about that. But yeah, finally, I think where I can stop wearing my glasses again, but this eye is just not getting any better. But standing in my truth, the Sunday supplement sports edition it's the first time on a Sunday. Looks like I might have to move Saturdays to Sunday because I quite enjoyed that because by then we've had all the football. Next up on Thursday, sure the 10th is a Wednesday, you know, Natasha. But next up, I've got Natasha Vigil from Black Wall Street, London and Copaconia um, Candles. She is up with us because you keep putting your dirty fingers up. <laughs> You know what? Siobhan says that to me, Natasha. I've got Natasha up in the house talking everything about her business, how everything is going, how she started, talking about COVID, meditation, keeping her, you know, a mental state around her with all the cancellations through COVID. Please join me for that. In the next coming weeks, I have got the most amazing guest that's going to be joining us as well. I forgot to mention from... Um, uh, from our lovely Leon, we're going to try and get Kevin Lisby on on one of the Saturday shows. I've also got ex um, Dagenham uh, footballer coming on, which is Nathan Smith. I've got the Ragga Twins up in a couple of weeks' time. I have um, the wonderful Jenny Gal that's going to join us from F1 again on the Sunday. Well, it might be the Sunday supplement or it might be the Saturday. But what I'm trying to say is we have amazing, I cannot believe the amount of people that I have booked to come on. I've also got Corinne Sial who runs on Sky. She's got a 13-week session about meditation. And not forgetting, on the 25th of November, we also have the motivational show where I have the four, well, four of us, but there's three wonderful guests. And joining them will be Diane Alexander-Henry, talking about everything motivational from relationships to everything that's going on in our lives right now. All I want to say to you all is, Keep it together, folks. Keep it together. This cannot last forever. Stay safe. I know you don't want to stay home. I know we all want to party. Right now, I could just do actually skanking. But I'm going to part music for a second and just say, stay safe. Stand in your truth. See you next time. See you in a week. Bye. <laughs>